It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday, everybody. Here we are, another podcast, another Monday, another what in the dang heck episode. <laughs> Still trucking along. Oh Almost my gosh. Like we're in the midst of year four. Yeah. No. Yeah. I always think it's as old as Carrie, but I was pregnant with Carrie when we started. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mar- March of 2020. Four will be four years at approximately 1 a.m. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Anyways, okay, heck yes. Yeah, heck yes. Oh, by Let's the way, sorry. By the way, what? this what? episode is our driving episode and it's going to be hilarious. We had so many great voicemails. So buckle up quite literally. literally. Wow, that was so good. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, go ahead. Um, my heck yes is just the nesting stage of third trimester of pregnancy. I just feel like I'm in my element. I'm decluttering, I'm organizing, cleaning, prepping. So many trips to Goodwill have happened. I feel like we're purging so much stuff. Um, the birth supplies are neatly organized. Sourdough bread is being frozen. It just like, it feels right. And I'm like, this is, this is like prime feminine motherhood nesting. Like it just feels biologically right. <laughs> okay so I have a question answer last with with Jeannie you're there wasn't enough time to do anything but stand and give birth so with with baby boy is the plan to like do like the blow up bath situation yeah well so I actually my midwife asked me that last time and I was like honestly I have no clue because I I always hear Obviously, every birth is different, but I always hear the more babies you have, the quicker the birth goes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can it get any quicker than genies? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I'll actually, I still have literally all of the birth supplies that I bought for genies home birth, <laughs> minus like the stuff for the cord clamping and the cord like yeah. nodding and all that stuff. Um, so I still have the tub liner. It's never been opened. I just don't know if we're going to have the time. And so I'm not banking on it, but I did use the bath last time at the beginning of Jeannie's labor and mm-hmm. we could use our bath to birth in our bath. Um, so if I felt like if that felt right for me in that moment, then I would do it. But like with Carrie's birth, all I wanted to do is be on the ball the whole time. Yeah. Like the big, big blow up ball with Jeannie's birth. I, that like didn't help. It was painful. I didn't want it. I wanted to stand. So I don't know. We're going to see what happens when it happens. And it may or may not get documented too, because Sarah's going to come out and visit. She shoots a wedding that I couldn't take on. That's like an hour and a half north of me. And so it like times out and she's going to come and hang out and either help us postpartum or help us like prep a couple more frozen meals or whatever. And if he happens to come when she's here, then she might pop into the room and take a couple photos, which would be cool. So who knows? 
she'd more than just pop in okay she would be taking videos (laughs) okay wait remind everyone your due date october 10th so you're less than a month out yeah we tuesday we are we were officially a month out so tomorrow we're when this i'm saying this to you guys live right now tomorrow on the tuesday following this episode release we will be three weeks away from that um Avery and I both think he's going to come early just because of how big I feel compared to the girls at this point in pregnancy um, and how low he feels and just lots of things. But who knows? He could come two weeks after October 10th if he wanted to. (laughs) Freaking knows. (laughs) And then my father-in-law would be in town, which would just be so fun. (laughs) I would be in town the following week, so that's true. Maybe I'll keep him in for an extra week. I'll be like, no, 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 you can't come Three out right weeks. now. Buddy. Oh my gosh! Uh, honestly, I have no, I have no expectations. I have no. It doesn't bother me to go past the due date. It doesn't bother me if he comes before. Like I have no. I'm just so at peace with it all, and mm-hmm. I just know it's such a ballpark of a date. Literally, such a ballpark. They yeah. asked for the first last day of my first period, or however they do it at the clinic. And I gave them a ballpark date for that. <laughs> so I know that this is even more of a ballpark like date. You so could be like, 40, whatever. you could be 40 weeks right now. Um, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Sorry. By the time this comes out. I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess it is possible because I really, I wasn't tracking anything and it happened around the holidays and then we were traveling and all this stuff. And then we found out we were pregnant and it was like, I can't even pinpoint when I had my period. So I, and you haven't done an ultrasound for how he's like tracking or whatever. No, we have one of those, um, at week quote unquote week 38, um, to make sure that, you know, fluids good. Yeah. Like figure out growth wise, like the umbilical cord, all that stuff. We did it with Jeannie too um so they could be at 38 yeah. be like girl you're like 42 weeks yeah essentially <laughs> they could say that or I could just be like yeah I might be at 42 weeks or I also have been craving milk this whole pregnancy and avocados so he might just be like a big boy okay like <laughs> we don't, I don't know I've been feeding yeah, a big man. boy <laughs> yeah exactly so anyways heck yes for you high fat high protein kind of guy I know um, <laughs> football player I know. Okay. So my heck yes is very simple. Um, but it's reading out loud to your spouse. Like Patrick and I are reading a book right now and we rotate who's reading to each other. And we read like a chapter a night because we're trying to get through this book before we leave again. Um, so it's been really, really great. And I remember reading, so Arthur Brooks is a professor at Harvard. He's actually Catholic and he teaches the art of happiness, like a whole class on happiness. And it's mm. one of the most like registered for classes with like the biggest wait list at the school. Wow. And he writes for the Atlantic. Um, he's worth following on Instagram, Arthur, A-R-T-H-U-R Brooks. And he was at the Napa conference when I went two summers ago, but he was writing. He was saying there's a certain intimate magic to being read to by someone you love. And scholars are starting to understand why they find, for example, that reading to children can have a powerful positive effect on bonding levels of oxytocin because the strong feelings it seems to engender between family members and friends have also been found to rise in children when they are told stories. 
oxytocin mm-hmm. is especially powerful at bonding lovers together. Although no research I found addresses the question directly, it is logical to assume that reading to your beloved may rise oxytocin levels, thus deepening the romantic bond. So that's cute. It makes okay, sense. Question like, though. Go ahead. When you watch movies, you have a hard time like sitting and watching a whole movie. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you do when he's reading to you? Is it like not the same thing? Um, you know what I mean? Well, it's not an hour, you know? True, true. It's more like 20 minutes and then rotate. And I watch the like words. Oh, okay. You know so mean? you all like, sit next to each other and you watch. Oh, got it, got it, got mm-hmm. it, got it. That's so cute. Yeah. I love yeah. that. So I don't know, just something to try might be worth it. Instead of watching, you know, the series you're watching with your husband, maybe try reading a book and it could deepen something, you know, more. And also it's kind of fun if it's a book where it's not just like a novel, you could actually like talk about what's going on in it, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, like, oh, what do you think? Or like, do you, do you agree with that? Like right now we're reading and I'll actually, like once we're done with the book, I'll kind of do a whole recap on the podcast but it's a book on tithing and it's a Protestant Ooh. book. It's a super Protestant book, but I was recommended it by a great friend who's Catholic. And um, I really trust her recommendations. But once you get beyond the whole like saved stuff and like, you know, just different theology, um, it is really great because there's not like how many times do you hear your priest talk about tithing? Never. Never. How many times do you hear tithing even talked about in Catholic circles? Never. Never. But in Protestant circles, tithing is such a big thing. And there's so many like fruits that come from it. Avery's going to, we're going to start reading it. And Avery's going to be like, what the hell is this? Because <laughs> he came, he came from, he came from he's like, what the heck are you making me read to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so it backwards. Is, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe we'll read it. But anyways, reading out loud, whether it's this book or any book or a novel that could be fun, uh, highly recommend. Anyways, what's your heck no? Um, my heck no is that I'm at the stage of pregnancy where I feel out of breath with every step. Um, and like every time I bend over and it's just very humbling. It reminds me that like there will come a point where we age and things will hurt and we won't be as able-bodied and all this stuff. And it just makes me very grateful for when someone's not inside of me pressing up against my lungs, you know? Uh Um, And it's just extra hard the more littles that you have because everything just becomes like a little harder. (laughs) And you're like, I am a 26-year-old woman and I'm having to catch my breath from walking up five stairs with a toddler on my hip. Like, (laughs) uh, okay. Okay. It's just very humbling. It forces you to slow down. I'm not good at either of those things, humility or slowing down. So that's my heck no. Because Megan's <laughs> a D1 uh, soccer player. D1 feminist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that one stuck. That one stuck ever since you said it. And I was like, yeah, it really, really was a D1 feminist. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, what imagine how, how much your back's going to hurt when you're 45 and still pregnant. Shut your mouth right now. <laughs> it took you a second for you to register. I was like, 40, why am I going to be so decrepit at 45? And then you said, and pregnant. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible at the rate we're going. So, 
Uh, there was okay just really quick we were at this like military function and someone was like referring to one of the guys or whatever and he's like and what's his face isn't here because they're like super fertile and he had to take (laughs) care of his kids and he has like four kids but it was so funny because he's just like and yeah he's like really fertile so anyways and it was just like (laughs) off the cuff and I will it it was just so hilarious because it was like he couldn't be there for like bro night because like dad he's fertile yeah because testosterone is strong in that man (laughs) that's hilarious Mm -hmm. um okay so my heck no is that when this comes out I'll have left Japan so yeah sad um really quick I know but I should see him for for Christmas so good yeah good good yeah but it was good time good time anyway good time reading together good (laughs) and amongst other things I'm sure (laughs) all right (laughs) you're talking about me being 45 and pregnant okay like (laughs) even the playing field here it's true you can go there (laughs) okay so I want to jump into these crazy voicemails but we have a new sponsor the rose picker Lucy has created this company so definitely check out on Instagram if you're just like scrolling right now the rose picker so you can kind of see what we're talking about um but it's heirloom vintage like very whimsical looking rosaries and they're made with this unique wire wrapping technique um and it adds a very like intentional beautiful like like Megan was saying we were talking about this prior but she's like they're just so vintage and antique looking and yes. so if you go to the rosepicker.etsy.com there's one and it's called the bronze fossil jasper rosary and oh my gosh I've never seen anything like this especially with the wire wrapping it looks mm-hmm. like I don't know how to describe it. Like think of like the most beautiful aesthetic, like floral antique kind of store with like bronze kind of like candlesticks places. Um, Like, you know, you know, those lamps that are like multicolored, like um, stained glass and they kind of have like a floral scallop around them. And Mm -hmm. like, imagine going into an antique store and that's kind of the vibe. That's kind of what I'm seeing here. Yeah, truly. (laughs) And then they have this St. Patrick rosary with these beautiful green beads. And it kind of reminds me of that too. But um, I mean, after listening to the Father Ken podcast, talking about the chaplet, might be worth getting a new one. (laughs) (laughs) So there's so many to pick from. They're all beautiful. Definitely check them out. You can get... um, 10% 10% off with code HECK10, all caps, H-E-C-K-1-0 um, at therosepicker.etsy.com. Okay. Meg, you want to like start us okay. off with some of your driving stories? I feel like I haven't driven enough to have stories. <laughs> um, you didn't so- own a car until you owned your husband, so. <laughs> True. Um, yeah. Um, I just thought of two when we started talking about making this a topic for a podcast. And the first one is Avery and I were driving in the middle of the desert, Nevada on empty. Uh, and it's one of those things where it's like, it might've been, what is it called? 
Is it called the death dip? There's like a what is that? Hold on. Death Death Valley? Yeah, it's Death Valley. It's in between California and Nevada. It's literally called Death Valley. And it's a stretch of the road where there's literally nothing and it's just desert. Um, and we hit empty while we were out there. And where you barely crawl into this gas station. But I remember it so vividly because this gas station just had a whole alien aesthetic, like a giant green alien out front, aliens everywhere, <laughs> like the space, what is it, a saucer, space shuttle. and you go in and there's aliens everywhere and you can buy blow up aliens and all this stuff. And I was like, this is so freaking weird. <laughs> Were you guys just married? Um, I believe so. I believe okay. so. With the... um. It, this like the aesthetic you reminded me is like holes the movie i haven't heard of it what what do you mean what holes i Megan, don't know that's like literally about. the epitome of our childhood we just watched um mean girls yes thank you okay but okay. this is like a like a disney movie like probably the only like a 2003 film. Yeah, no. Like but with the orange Baby Shia LaBeouf is adorable. Oh my gosh. I like, I feel, I can't. I, Are we going to end the recording here? I mean, it's I funny. kind of want to. <laughs> I just, I can't even. Okay. Well, anyways, if you watch <laughs> that movie, for those out there who are cultured, um, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh my gosh. Pretty sure oh. driving through Death Valley makes you cultured. Anyways, um, yeah, so that happened. And then another one, this is just like, I will never forget this day in this moment. The trauma. Um, the, honestly, the trauma inflicted on me. Um, <laughs> we're driving out of New Mexico. We've just packed up everything. We're driving. I'm driving um, our Highlander at the time. It's just Carrie and I. Avery's driving the giant U-Haul and towing the forerunner behind him. I have like G not Jeannie Carrie it's just like stressful I am the only one in the car I'm the driver but also Carrie's in the back so I'm like handing her things and snacks and whatever and but we're finally we're getting out of New Mexico we are finally the the light is at the end of the tunnel we are driving towards it it's a wonderful day you're moving to, I can moving to Auburn moving to Auburn Alabama I can literally see the sign for Texas like the welcome to Texas sign. I'm like, we. I'm about to cry tears of joy. I'm about to be past the border of New Mexico and I'm never coming back. <laughs> Harry is screaming. I'm trying to like get her to calm down. I'm alone in the car. Cop comes up behind me and puts his lights on. I get pulled over like five yards ahead of this welcome to Texas sign Are you on, like, by a, a New Mexico state trooper. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? But you're he on a highway. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's not just yes. like a backcountry road. No, no. Okay. I'm on a highway. I'm okay. literally on a highway solo with Carrie in a car who she's screaming. Our car is like filled to the brim. So it's very obvious I'm moving or something's happening. Like it's not just like, oh, I'm just driving, you know, another day. He makes me get out of the car and stand along the side of the highway walk away from my car and come towards his while my child is screaming in the car by herself. And I'm like, what is actually happening right now? 
And apparently I was going like five or 10 miles over the speed limit on a highway, on a highway. That's literally what, that's the, what the point that's of a highway was, is. That's why I was asking. Cause I'm like, yeah. you're so, it gives a thing. And then like 10, 10 over is like the left lane. Right. And then like yes. five under is all the way on the right lane. Yes. That's what I thought the rules were, but apparently not today. And so just that whole thing just sums up how much I hate New Mexico and how much New Mexico hated me. And it just wanted to kick me in the butt one last time before I like reach another, another. So state. did Avery like see you get pulled over or no, was he I mean, ahead? he was, he was too far behind. He was lagging in the U-Haul oh, and I was shit. apparently going 10 miles over. So, um, it was, yeah, it was, it was horrible, but he was, he was ticked off when he heard about it later. Cause he was like, what the heck? And it was one of those things too, where we've just packed up, we're moving, like emotions are high. We're done. We're ready to go. I'm driving yeah. in the car solo. Like just the last possible thing. It's Murphy's law, you know, with the military, yeah. just, you know, right when it's the perfect timing for something to go wrong, it goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Just when was, you thought you had your life together. You know, like, just when you thought like, I'm finally making it out. <laughs> Like, oh no. my gosh <laughs> I totally forgot about that also oh, like so it's really weird. weird that they would have you get out of the car when you're on a highway because yes. your door opens to the highway yes yep it was also just very sketchy for me did he like pat I... you down no but he had me it was it, that's what was so strange that he had me get out of the car on the side of the highway knowing that my child was screaming and had maybe that's me walk why. away from the car because he couldn't hear you. Maybe that's why he was just like, get her away from the car so that we can have Selfish a conversation. Jerk. Yeah. I don't want to have a conversation. Just hand me the ticket. I don't care. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Oh, I was so mad. Yeah. I would be I pissed like, too. Oh yeah. Anyway. So those were not super humorous um, or super light or anything. Like Everyone feel bad for Megan. <laughs> yeah. I'm a victim. Um, no, I'm excited to hear what everybody else called in about though. Okay, so speaking of cops that I'm just like, um, this is like a warning to every single person on earth, okay? This makes me nervous. Hi, my name is Emily. Um, I was going to keep this anonymous, but I just said my name, so here we go. Um, I have a ridiculous number of crazy things that have happened to me on car drives, um, but I figured I'd share one that's a little more um I guess, safety cautious. So I have lived all over the country and I was moving from Arkansas back up north and I was driving home. I had my little car packed up with all of my things and I'm driving through the mountains and then all of a sudden I see cop lights behind me and I was like, okay, great. And I look and it's like a rusty brown pickup truck with sirens and lights. And I'm like, okay, that's shady. So my criminal crime junkie mind kicked in and I just kept driving and I drove probably like three to five miles with this truck tailgating me with lights on until I got to a gas station. I pulled in, a guy immediately walks up, not in a police uniform, and he's like, where are you going? You're not from here, clearly because my place. Why did you pull over? He's very expensive. I'm like, well, you are in an unmarked police car, and I am a young, single woman by myself. Um, and there's people looking and creating this big scene. He's like, okay, I'll let you go, but you better not speed again. Granted, I was not even speeding that whole time. So let that be a warning. Um, never pull over 
for unmarked police cars, unless you are in a well-lit area with a lot of people around. Um, maybe he was a police officer, and I was being extra cautious. I don't know, but I will never regret what I decided to do. So, anyway, have a good day, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, heck no. Heck no. You can literally, I've heard about this stuff happening all the time, and you can literally call 911 and ask them if there is a car, like, following you. You can give them, like, your rough location and, like, all this stuff. Is is there, is there a legit cop car, essentially, behind me? Dang, a rusty truck? That. A rusty truck? No. Fat I know, chance. but it's, like, people don't realize, you know, like, I don't think I've ever even thought of this situation before. Oh, gosh, really? Yeah. This yeah. situation has never popped into my mind. I mean, I probably wouldn't have pulled over. Yeah. I mean, even even things like if you're in a, like a kind of sketchy area or town and it's dark and you hit a red light, you always make sure there's enough room around between you and the car in front of you and the cars around you and like the lanes around you. If anything were to happen at that stoplight or with the car in front of you, like if people were to get out, you want to make sure that you have enough room to like drive away, back up, pull over, whatever. It's just like all these little things. My mom was like paranoid, but now I'm like, praise God. Well, <laughs> I south, know all this stuff. South side of Chicago, that's where like Midway Airport is. And that's where always this like one prom dress shop was, Peaches. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Shout out to Peaches. You do not stop at the stoplights. You keep going. <laughs> wow. So... <laughs> That's what you're taught is to just keep rolling Dang. through every stop sign and stoplight. Wow. So, okay. The cops have better things to deal with. Trust me. Oh gosh. So, but yeah, I thought that was a really good reminder. Yeah, totally. Oh, you. I yeah, I'm impressed you stopped. But good choice on the location. Also, it kind of makes me think like maybe I would want to make sure I'm around people, no, even if the cop car was marked. Oh, totally. But but also you can't can you drive for that long? No. What are they gonna do? Start shooting at your wheels? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Technically you're running away from the cops at that point. True. High speed chase. (laughs) Still going the speed limit. Oh that there's I yeah, back roads are hit or miss for me. Like we were in um we were driving back to California from Tahoe through like the forests and the hills and everything. And there were flares. This is Avery and I, we were, I think we were either dating or, or like engaged or newly married, but there were flares put out in front of us. And so we slow down and we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I don't even think we had service or anything. And there's a car parked in the road up ahead and like two guys just kind of standing out by it. And Avery like contemplated for 0.2 seconds on whether or not he should see if they need help and he was like hell no that's sketchy as crap and like we just drove past it but they were just I don't know it felt so freaky and creepy and like uh, like a lure and uh-huh. I was like no 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 just it's back so roads sad are because sketch. it's like when you want to help people but you have to think about these things oh yeah especially as women like I I tell Avery all the time the amount of times I want to stop and like talk to a homeless person on the side of the road or give them money or open my window or whatever but especially as a woman and then now having kids in the car too it's like no you Mm -hmm. can't you can't chance that no Mm -mm. so all right 
So anyways, uh, super lighthearted Monday. I know. Wow. Okay. So this one is hilarious. Here we go. Okay, good, good. I need this. Hi, Cece and Megan. My name is Bridget, and I have a funny driving story for you. It's actually not mine, but my sister's. Um, so last summer, my sisters were headed to um, vacation with the family. They were driving separately, coming in from work. Um, they're twins, so they were driving together. Um, and they were on the highway, which was backed up in traffic. And they had their windows down and music up, playing, just enjoying the ride. And up alongside them pulls this car with two guys in it. And they, like, hear the music, and they're kind of jamming, too. And then the cars, you know, pull forward, do the whole, like, shimmy in traffic. And then they come up on them again. And so they're kind of still, like, driving with the music. And then it happens a third time. And so by the third time, they're, like, really bouncing to the music and enjoying it. And they lean out the window and ask my sisters if they can have their numbers. And my sisters are, like, not super huge fans of giving out their numbers to randos in traffic. So they said, no, we're not, or some version of, no, we're not going to give you our numbers but they had snacks in the back, so they pull up Pop-Tarts, and they're like, we're not going to give you our numbers, but do you want a Pop-Tart? And so the guys took their Pop-Tarts, and they both drove on their merry way, and then my sister said it's a vacation. So that's my funny story. I think my sister's hilarious, and um, that story is a good example of it. So thanks again for the podcast. Love listening to it. God bless you both. Bye. Okay, so I would have been like, you can have my Venmo. <laughs> You can have my email. You gold digger. <laughs> That's actually happened to one of Avery's buddies before. He put up a piece of paper like saying, can I have your number? And the girl replied and he go- he went on a date with the girl. No way. That's it didn't go anywhere story. after that, but it, it but they, they, it was successful beyond Pop-Tarts. So <laughs> that's so great. What a good story though. I know. I know. But also these guys are probably like, there's two of them. <laughs> like they're twins <laughs> let's go <laughs> oh, okay so meg you want to tell us about your guardian angel plaque you have from the little catholic yeah i have one in the girls room and in the boys room but growing up that was always a prayer that i had in like a, a frame in my room and i had it memorized and anytime there was a storm or like when we moved to alaska and i was convinced that wolves would be in the hallway I <laughs> I would pray that prayer. And so when I saw these plaques from the little Catholic um, that had like a guardian angel on it um, and then either like a pastel blue or a pastel pink and they're kind of like shepherding these two little kids. It says um, a guardian angel on it. I was like, I have to get that for my kiddos rooms. Like it just makes sense. That and I found a beautiful masculine bronze crucifix for baby boys room it's called the corpus christi wall crucifix on the little catholic shop under gifts for the home um it's such a good find i'm like so excited about it like he's gonna bring that when he moves out you know like his first college dorm and things like that yeah and these are the things like each girl each well each kid now has a crucifix that I've picked out for them. So they have their own special crucifix. So now the girls' room has two crucifixes in it, but I want them to have it so that they can take it with them for stuff like that. Same thing with like the heirloom rosaries that we pray on during pregnancy. Um, And then the heirloom, I just shared this on my story like 
four days ago when this comes out. Um, but Tangle and Poke will make little heirloom embroidered mm, name yep. tags. And I have one of those for each of the kids too. And so there's just like a couple things where I'm like, I want them to have these and know that I picked these out intentionally for them for uh, not eternity, but you know, yeah, <laughs> for yeah. for a long time. You can check out all the home goods from the little Catholic at thelittlecatholic.com. And she gave us a very generous discount code of 20% off using code HEC20. Um, we love everything that they have from jewelry to home goods. But very excited about these finds in particular this week. So had to share them. Okay. So this next voicemail, I'm just like, what is wrong with people? Um, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys. My name is Kathleen. Um, I just listened to the most recent podcast, which was super great. So many wonderful thoughts about that. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Um, definitely calling in about the funny stories while driving. Um, this one, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to feel about this, but as soon as you said anything goes, this is what popped into my mind, uh, like immediately. Uh, so anything goes. Um, I was in my second year of teaching and we had this convocation down in Columbus. And so I had to drive two hours to get there. Well, I was postpartum, like six months maybe postpartum with from my daughter. And I, you know, hadn't lost a lot of the weight or anything, which is totally fine. But that meant that my tights were really tight. Um, I didn't go and buy new tights or anything, but like what I was wearing was really itching my legs. And so by the end of the day, I left at, I don't know, maybe six in the morning, was coming home around five o'clock, six o'clock at night. And I'm driving up 71 or 77. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's like trucker highway, like galore. Well, I'm driving home and I just could not handle these stupid tights anymore. And I was like, I, they're itching me so badly on my inner thighs. Cannot handle this. Like I hardly scratch it all day because I couldn't get to the bathroom. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm done with them. So I put cruise control on. I take off these stupid tights and I toss them in my front seat and I'm just, I'm scratching my leg and I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels so good. Like probably a visible relief. Well, I get all these people who are driving by. They're like honking their horns and waving at me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like waving back. Hi. Like, did you know that I became team leader or no? Okay. Well, whatever. Hi. Yeah. Thanks. And I like one after the other, after the other. And I'm like, what, what is going on? I didn't realize until way too long later, they thought that I was not scratching my inner thigh, that I was doing something totally inappropriate in the car by myself. And I'm like, number one, (laughs) not at all what I do. And number two, it was just these thinking tights. And so now I never, ever, ever scratch my legs while, like my thighs while I'm in the car anymore, especially on the highway. Um, I hope that this gives you guys a good laugh, um, whether it makes it on or not. But uh, that was what ha- the story that came to mind. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I just have to share this one. So um, enjoy the rest of your week. All right. Have a good one. Bye. And the thing is that these are like truckers. So theirs can see right in. You know, it's like they're. Oh, really yeah. They're high. the higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
that's bad <laughs> this is, I'm like, that's what i mean like what is wrong with people like yeah honestly oh but also we needed wearing, that one we needed I know. that one to break but also up like the... wearing wearing tights for like 12 hours that, sounds oh, no. terrible absolutely not i'd be taking those suckers off too but i will yeah. also now not be scratching my thighs ever so thank you especially because it's like it's not like she had a, she pulled her skirt up you know like she's right. underneath the skirt scratching <laughs> right right oh man that's tough that's well, tough that was a good one thanks for sharing that was a good one it's not where i saw it going so <laughs> no she was really good at telling the story uh-huh okay this one's charming okay hey guys andrea from kentucky my driving story is when I was like about 18 to 19, I would be on the highway driving home from beauty school and I I would call cute guys I would see on the highway, my highway boyfriend. And I remember this one funny time when I was, we were like neck and neck on the highway for, it had to have been like 20 minutes, which is like a pretty long time. And then he finally got off on his exit and he blew me a kiss. And I'll never stop talking about that highway boyfriend. So that's just always been such a funny driving story for me. Does anybody else have any highway boyfriends? Bye, guys. Aw, this feels like the American version of the boat ride that we did in France. Yes. Where we're eating dinner on this boat, like this glass boat, essentially floating uh-huh. down the river in France. And if you wave to any of the guys or bystanders on the side of the river, they would blow a kiss back to you. And it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I will, I, I mean, if I was her, I would also never stop telling that story. Be like, and he blew me a kiss. Okay. <laughs> I would have skirted and gotten off the exit. <laughs> I'm like, coming. <laughs> Oh, oh my god it's good is it really good <laughs> yeah everyone always asks like where you find a guy apparently it's the highway okay everyone yeah they're, they're over here blowing kisses asking for numbers things are People happening old on the highway <laughs> okay this one is hilarious hi it's and meg i talked for too long on the last one so i'll try to keep it short and sweet Again, I'm in high school. I'm driving back home from seeing a play with my friends, and I was fairly new to driving, so there was a steering, the steering wheel this car had, one of our family cars had, had one where um, you can control the music on it, so I was flipping through probably some Christian music and driving, probably swerving a little bit here and there because I'm a new driver. And I look, and there's a police car behind me. And I immediately get so terrified, I pull myself over. I seriously pull myself over on the road, and the police car doesn't pull behind me. He just pulls next to me, rolls down his window. I roll down my window. I'm shaking, and all the while, he just looks at me and goes, hello? Um, You're not doing drugs, are you? And I start panicking because I'm this little Catholic school girl, so I'm like, I've never done drugs. I've never seen drugs. I don't even know what they are. <laughs> like, okay, um, drive safe, because he could tell that I literally am an innocent woman. <laughs> so then uh, he goes off, and he, again, he didn't even pull behind me. He was next to me. So I go back home, 
and I'm a mess. I'm just crying to my brothers. Like, I pulled myself over. I pulled myself over. I'm going to get a ticket. I can't, like, and you cannot get a ticket. You literally pulled yourself over. There you have it. All right. Bye. (laughs) How embarrassing. (laughs) I just, I, it's one of those moments, too, though, where they ask, like, you're not doing drugs, are you? And you're like, honestly, I don't know. Am I like, are there drugs in my car? There might be drugs. There's probably drugs in my car. Like you immediately feel guilty, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Please don't search my car though. Cause I don't know. <laughs> oh, geez. I know. And also just like when you're that frantic as like a new driver, you're just like, I don't know anything you say. Yes. No. Yeah. I agree with everything. Yeah. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Our father. <laughs> Just whatever comes out. Yep. I know. I know. Jeez. Oh, it's it's hilarious. Okay, this one I have done before. Okay. Um, so yeah. Hey Megan and Cecilia. This is Tyler, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, So my driving story, when I was in high school, just a new driver, sometimes I would, like, stop to park at places, and then I would get out, and then my car would start rolling away behind me because I forgot to actually put it in park. So then I would have to, like, quick jump back into the car, hit the brake, and then put it into park. It was, like, super dramatic, but thankfully that doesn't happen anymore. All right. Thanks for the show. Bye. So I get this, Tyler. Like, I understand there's still some times where I turn off the car and haven't yet put the car in park. (laughs) And I understand that that's terrible for the truck. And I really (laughs) hope Patrick doesn't listen to this. But sometimes you just forget. You just you just forget. Um, Yeah, can't say that's ever happened before. But. Wait, so did he say he's out of the car when it happens? <laughs> yeah, like he he like <laughs> it's like he must be he puts the car in like neutral or something instead of park. Yeah, yeah. And so then it's like it's you jump back in or yeah, you and you have stop to put it single hand. Put the brake. <laughs> like jump back in, brake, turn the car back on, shift. Yeah. It. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> Okay, well, anyone seen the Disney movie Agent Cody Banks with Hillary Duff in it, probably 2003 as well, that's the beginning of the movie. I was busy that year. I know. Well, it's not like I was watching them when I was six years old. I just (laughs) remember, like, the library had these movies, Mm. you know? So I was actually looking at the books at the library, not the movies. So this checks out. Not I. I was watching. <laughs> I was playing computer games. <laughs> and the truth comes out. The truth comes out. Okay, Megan, you want to tell us about the Beloved Collective? Um, Yes. I'm so freaking excited about it. Laura Jean has created like such such a great resource for people who desire marriage who are about to enter marriage um she's made approximate marriage preparation program um specifically designed to be a resource for 
anyone seeking to learn more about the vocation of marriage, what it entails and how they can best prepare themselves for it, regardless of the season, like I was saying. Um, because let's be honest here, young men who are about to become priests are formed for about six years before ordination. And even young women who enter like religious life have formation between, you know, four to six years. Um, for a couple getting married, most people have six months to prepare, but in reality, marriage prep can, I mean, Avery and I did it in a week. So it was all online and it was not helpful whatsoever. So <laughs> that was the whole purpose of her creating this program for you guys. You can use code heck yes for 10% off. Uh, the program is 12 weeks long. It's done in a group setting with live workshop like classes um, that happen on a weekly basis. And the upcoming round begins on October 1st. So just kind of take a feel for it, figure out this is something that you should, you know, maybe seek out or do with your significant other. October 1st is when this round begins and you can use code heck yes for 10% off. All the links to everything for the beloved collective are in our show notes as always. She also has some products on her page, which are really cool. Um, she has like different, uh, like wedding invite templates or save the date templates, which are really helpful, but everything she talks about is centered around your vocation. So definitely give her a follow on Instagram. It's the B L V E D collective. Um, and her stuff is like, she creates really great content. So definitely give it a follow. If you're in a season of life where you're like, I feel like I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> I'm not sure where I'm going. Or even if like Megan was saying, you're preparing for marriage, Laura Jean creates incredible programs. So we really recommend them. I was going to say too, even just the fact that I'll have single women who desire marriage messaging me, asking me what they should be doing to prepare for marriage. Yeah. Maybe consider this. Like, honestly, it's like, it's like taking a personal course, like a personal development course essentially on marriage prior to yeah. it. It's like, it's like the tangible in action, um, part. Like I know people recommend books all the time and stuff, but maybe consider a program like this. So totally. Okay. This next one is just a very patient woman. <laughs> Hi, Megan CC. I'm going to keep this anonymous. Um, this is a big heck no kind of what in the dang heck day. But ironically, it also has to do with your driving team. So this happened on Sunday. Um, it's like 6 a.m. My husband and his buddy decided to be in a fishing tournament. So they get up, leave, um, and I get a call. He calls me and he's like, hey, like, don't be mad. I was like, oh, no, what happened? He's like, well, I got to the boat launch and I went to fill up my cooler and the cooler blew out of the boat. I was like, oh. Great. Okay. He's like, well, I went to backtrack to go look for it. And as soon as I turned around, I hit a deer. I was like, oh, even better. It's like, I, I think the damage is okay. Like, I don't, it's nothing severe. Keep in mind, we just got a truck in March and it's a new use. So, like a 2018 nice truck. I was like, great. This is good. So, I was like, okay, whatever. Go to your fishing tournament. Like, I'll see you later. He's like, okay. So later that afternoon, I'm out with my mom, and I get a call. And he's like, I'm really sorry. You're going to be really mad at me. Like, promise you won't be mad. Like, what did you do now? 
He says, well, I was backing up the boat into the garage and I hit your car. I was like, okay. He's like, um, it took off your mirror and there's a hole in your door. I was like, okay. I said, just be done. Go sit in the lawn chair with your buddy and drink a beer and don't do anything else around the house. Like, I will be home soon. So I get home and um, there they are sitting there. There's my old cars, dented, cracked, missing a mirror. Um, and I was like, did you find the cooler? He's like, nope, never found the cooler. He's like, but guess what? I said, what's that? He's like, we got first place in the fishing tournament. So heck no to all of that, but heck yes to them getting first place and getting a couple hundred bucks to buy a new cooler and pay for a new door and a mirror for me. All right. That's what I got. Um, hope you got a good laugh. Bro's going to have to win a few more fish tournaments. I know. I was like, it's going to take more than that. Shoot. <laughs> like, imagine that happening and just saying, be done, sit down, drink a beer. Stop touching anything, <laughs> essentially. What a patient woman. Yeah. I mean, it's either that or you unleash your wrath. So I was like, like, please, like, do not operate any motorized vehicle for the next 24 hours <laughs> so also can you get a drug test done <laughs> and a breathalyzer please oh man it's a deer destroys other car yeah that's bad that's, yeah that's bad that's bad <laughs> you can kind of hear it though when she's like rehashing it she's just like yeah what are you gonna do what are you She's do? feeling like reliving the pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, this one, I feel like we've all been here. Hey, Megan PC, this is Kendra. I am calling about a driving story. So when I was in college, I would go to Pita Pit. I don't know if you all have Pita Pits where you're at, but Pita Pit. Anytime I was, like, super sad or just had a really bad day, I would go there, and a lot of times it would be, like, late at night. And so I went to Pita Pit and, like, kind of just, like, ate my Pita Pit in the car and cried. I don't know. That's what was. That's where I was at that day. And it was probably, like, 11 p.m. at night. And so I started driving home, and I get pulled over. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, like, already crying a lot. And so – and then as I, like, pull over, I just, like – I kind of, like, hit the curb a little bit. Like, oh, great. And so he comes up to my window and shines a flashlight in my face. <laughs> and he says, ma'am, how much have you had to drink tonight? <laughs> and I was like, nothing. I'm coming from Pita Pit. And he was like, your eyes are really red. Have you been doing any drugs tonight? And I was like, no. Like I said, like I just came from Pita Pit. That's all I'm doing. Like I was crying. He's like, ma'am, why were you crying? And I was like, at that point, I just like, I just the, the last straw and just broke. <laughs> and I was like, I'm having a really bad day. And just was like, started crying really hard. <laughs> and he like took my driver's license, like registration, and then came back and he was like, Okay, well, I just pulled you over to let you know you had a tail light out. <laughs> and I was like, cool, thanks. Like, I'm so done with this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is my crazy driving story. And yeah, I sent in a few other crazy ones, but that was definitely, 
yeah, just the most random that they thought I was, like, either drunk or high, and I really was just, like, coming from Pita Pit really sad. So, <laughs> um, hope you enjoy, and God bless. Have a great day. Honestly, relatable. And it makes me wonder how often that happens to cops in college towns. You know, <laughs> like, how often they pull over a girl who's just having a really bad day. <laughs> I was just crying at Pita Pit. Uh-huh. It was so funny. Like, I've never even heard of Pita Pit, but the more you say it, the more I want to say it. Oh my gosh, they have one here. It's not bad. I just don't think it would be my place of choice. But if they're open till 11 p.m., then hey, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> also, I'm just like, now in the age of technology, don't you feel like it's wasting a cop's resource for them to fully pull you over for a taillight? I feel like this point, you should have like a number or email attached to your license plate that the cops can see and they can just send an automated message that says your taillights out this is your warning instead of taking 30 minutes to pull someone over i mean it's government isn't it i'm like we send (laughs) photos through a cloud and you have to pull me over to communicate my taillights out are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) Somebody hire her. <laughs> I'm a consultant. Okay. <laughs> oh, dead. Oh, okay, this last one ending on a good note. Okay. Hey, Megan and Cece. Um, this is Bree. I have a really funny story about getting pulled over, and I wanted to share it with y'all. So my now husband and I were taking a trip to celebrate my college graduation, um and we were driving about five hours away from where we live and he's driving a little fast and we're about two hours away and he gets pulled over and so we're both like oh this sucks like not a great start to the trip but whatever so the officer comes over and is talking to him he's like hey you know you were speeding i'm gonna have to write you a ticket he goes back to his car writes a ticket comes back and gives it to him and my husband at this point says, hey, um, is there any way I can, like, talk to you at the back of the car? And I was thinking, like, what the heck are you going to talk to this officer about at the back of the car that you can't say here? And I'm sure the officer was like, what the heck? Nobody has ever asked me this before. But he agreed. So he gets out of the car, and I can see them in the rearview mirror, like, talking about something. And turns out my husband was saying, hey, the reason I was speeding is because I'm about to propose to the girl in the front seat. Like, the ring is in my pocket. Like, we're running late. We're supposed to meet a photographer. And the officer's like, oh, man, I wish you would have said something earlier. Like, I can't do anything about the ticket now because I've already, like, written it. It's on camera whatever. But he's like, come back to court, and we should be able to take care of it. Like, good luck. Be safe on your drive. So he gets back in the car, and we go continue our drive. Three hours later, he, like, popped the question, said yes, all the good stuff. But just a really funny moment that happened on our proposal day, um, and it made for a really good story to tell all of our friends and family when we got back to see them. So just had to share that with y'all. Love the podcast. Bye. I love that. But I hate that for him, too. I'm like, dang it. He could have gotten out of it. I feel like stuff always goes wrong the day of the proposal. You think? 
I'm trying to think. I don't think anything went wrong for us, but that did make me think of our first date. We were in the back of his Honda Civic watching, this is so embarrassing, Spirit. We were watching Spirit and (laughs) what's that? It's DreamWorks, Spirit, the horse movie. It's it's animated. We are, okay, yeah, that's why I've never heard of it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. We bonded over the fact that we both watched it when we were kids. And I had a birthday that was surrounding spirit themed. Anyways, um, we were watching it and exchanging Christmas gifts. And apparently we were parked in a park that closes at sunset. Didn't know that. And so a cop comes up and like knocks on the window and like we roll the window, the back window down or open the back door. And we're just like sitting there watching what's essentially a kid's show in the back of his Honda Civic. And we're like, "Uh, we'll go. So sorry. (laughs) it was more embarrassing than anything we were like okay (laughs) forever lives in my memory (laughs) well this is good this is fun this is such a random topic I know this I'm like who came up did you come up with this no someone called in and was like you should do this wow thank you to that person I know if anyone has any other topics you want to hear throw them out there maybe we should do another one like a part two of how you were told babies were made oh my gosh we need to bring that back because that's like two years old at this point three that was our first season was that one of our first ones yeah it was because I remember the graphic that you put together yep okay yeah we Uh need to do that again because that was one of my favorite episodes to record ever Okay, so why don't you guys call in? Call in at 312-775-2615 with how you were told babies were made as a child or or not even told how your imagination thought babies were mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, These are hilarious. So uh, once again, call in 312-775-2615 and that will come out in two weeks then. Yeah. Oh All right. Gosh. Super <laughs> <wait>. excited. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.